Hey everybody and welcome to the Owl Podcast or back to the Owl Podcast if you're listening in again. My name is Nav and happy summer! I know this may not mean much to any adults watching this but it certainly means a lot to me because now I have so much more free time to make episodes so expect two week uploads from now on till the end of summer. Also, I have to make up for the lack of episodes because of school ending finals and all that stuff and projects. But here we are, and let's get straight into today's book, Drive by Daniel H. Pink, a psychological analysis on the current model of motivation and where we go from here. First off, let's go over Daniel M. Pink's details and I'll keep them very brief. Pink was born on July 23rd, 1964 in Columbus, Ohio, and has not met his maker just yet. He first graduated from Bexley High School in 1982 and then finished his undergrad at Northwestern University in 86. Then studied law at Yale Law School. It's important to venture that he was a Truman Scholar during his Northwestern days for displaying, quote, leadership potential, academic excellence, and a commitment to public service, end quote. After college, he worked in the politics and economic sector by serving as an assistant to the Secretary of Labor and as a speechwriter to the very popular and controversial Vice President Al Gore. He even has his old masterclass, which is a clear indication of being at the top of your field, which is clear sarcasm by me. He has written a handful of best-selling books that pertain to business and psychology, but today we are going to be focusing on a particular book, Drive. First off, its style. Pink employs a very humorous style of writing that is apparent throughout the entire novel, which is great at conveying gradual, simple points across to the reader, which develop to major ideas we will talk about later. However, this jovial style of writing does not take away from the serious discussion about future of human motivation and its effect on business models and the economy in general. Honestly, I think it's just a really nice take on the analytical non-fiction genre of books that can perhaps appeal to a younger audience that is tired of the same boring style of research writing that seems too often like a chore. So in the first part of the three-part series, we are introduced to the fundamental concept of drive by Pink with a thought experiment. Say you traveled back in time to the late 90s and asked an economist or anyone really to choose between two reference website startups. One run entirely on dedicated volunteers and hobbyists with no real particular qualifications and at no expense to the user. Or one run by Microsoft with writers and administrators on a payroll for the cost to the user for its highly selected and curated reference articles. I think you guys can see where I'm going with this. The first startup became Wikipedia, probably the most influential website of all time in my opinion. And the second more competent quote-unquote website was MSN Encarta, which died off in 2009. Pink uses this example to establish a new business model, an overall human interaction model that will emerge in the 21st century, a new form of intrinsic motivation. Initially, there was Motivation 1.0, a term Pink coins up to represent the primal drives and pure biological highs humans relied on to keep on going before social systems things such as hunger, pleasure, sex, violence, etc. Then we see the rise of Motivation 2.0, which has reigned supreme ever after economic and social structures arrived. Motivation 2.0 builds on top of Motivation 1.0, but integrates it into society. It states that humans are influenced by external forces that trigger responses which mimic primal behavior such as sensations of hunger and fear I talked about earlier. 
Thus, people are motivated to do something with positive external incentives such as money or negative external incentives such as punishment or coercion. This is how business operated and treated its employees for a long time and how the economy worked as a whole. We work harder because we get a pay raise or we are afraid of demotion. This worked very well with the prevailing economic models of capitalism and socialism that while they differ, they both rely on the worker and the employees being motivated based on the incentive of money and to a larger extent, greed. However, Pink argues that a new Motivation 3.0 is on the rise that, like Motivation 2.0, builds on top of 1.0 but in a completely different way. Motivation 3.0 says that we have an intrinsic desire to work on things that are pleasurable to us. What determines this extent of pleasure is based on three factors I will get into. However, there is a point to be made for the viability of Motivation 2.0 and 3.0. Both work under special circumstances, but moving forward in the nature of business and society, there are simply more circumstances where 3.0 is viable and less where 2.0 is. Motivation 2.0 works on tasks that are linear because 2.0 because 2.0 is very linear in its nature, such as manual labor or white-collar jobs that are repetitive. You stack more boxes, you get paid more money. It's pretty straightforward. One of the reasons I speculate why Motivation 2.0 exploded was the Industrial Revolution, where mechanical, repetitive factory labor consisted of the majority of jobs and contributed to most of the economy. Thus, it simply stuck along and seeped into other sectors of the economy moving forward, such as tech. Motivation 3.0, on the other hand, works well in settings where creative and cognitive skills are required. These settings are dominating the current economy and will continue to do so with the rise of STEM fields. And in fact, college studies such as the Tandle problem under Princeton University suggest that 2.0 motivation is detrimental in these situations because it encourages narrow repetitive linear thinking. Having an intrinsic deep motivation to tinker and play around with until you get the problem is what the next generation of business will thrive on and they must promote motivation 3.0. But what are the elements that foster 3.0 motivation? Pink identifies three. First is autonomy. People need to be in an environment where they are given sufficient autonomy to be immersed in their craft. If they are constantly being hounded, will feel like the task is more of, of an obligation that they are being graded on linearly, pure amount of hours put in rather than the actual progress and creative breakthrough. Then there's a level of mastery that is willing to be achieved for the sake of self-fulfillment in Motivation 3.0. Because self-fulfillment comes hand in hand with intrinsic motivation. Then you need a right type of purpose. Your purpose should not be com- should not completely exclude money because we have to understand that money is a baseline for motivation. Yet, we still need to take care of those desires. However, you should not prioritize money as the main drive of progressive breakthroughs. That purpose should be within and have a deeper connection to the company and the employees themselves. So by using these foundations of how Motivation 3.0 is better in the future and the three elements that encourage this type of behavior, what does Pink ultimately propose? He thinks that companies have to quickly get rid of 2.0 and replace it with 3.0 in order to adapt to the change of creative and cognitive jobs, and companies must incorporate the three elements such as having less structured management and monitoring, not focusing on about profits and instead of professional growth to a clear goal, and most importantly, focusing on the improvement of mastery of employees to set goal. 
in the end, this does not apply to only economics. We can use these lessons in everyday life in order to motivate ourselves and reach our own goals. Because ultimately, in order to work in a 3.0 economy, we must live a 3.0 lifestyle. Well, that's all I have for you today, and I hope you enjoy this episode of OWL. A bit of a brief one, but a lot more episodes will be dropping during the summer, so stay tuned. If you have any comments or questions regarding the episodes or the show, please let me know in the email provided in the description. Thanks for listening.